terrible movement because I try to throw up in the toilet, but after 10 minutes, instead of having all my food thrown out with a vomit, I end up sitting on the toilet and I just poop it out. Poop it out. What's going on, everybody? I'm sorry for that imagery. It's the anti-anorexia show for September 13, 2017. Oh, my name is BK. Oh, God, I didn't know it was going to have that dark, cold opening. Well, it's not dark. Well, I'm, I'm like, conscious of my weight. And then we had this discussion with a friend uh, a couple of days ago. And then, like, <laughs> I just I just said that. I was like, have I tried, tried throwing up? Like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. But even if I tried, I couldn't because I digest super fast. But... Anyways, uh, well, let's get right to it because I there's a lot that happened. This is going to be a technology edition, which I haven't really covered much recently. Um, I'm I'm kind of freaking out right now. Uh, you know, after all the VPN and all that stuff I've been doing, you know, identity hiding from what should I call it? You know, Google and all that shit that I've been doing. The Googleist life. Uh, we found out last week that uh, Equifax, one of the three major credit rating agency, has been breached, and 143 million adults have been exposed to the data breach. And 143 million—that's half the adult population in America, which means pretty much everybody. And I don't know why this is not picking up more flack than it should because of all the stupid Hurricane Irma and Harvey that we've been dealing with without actually going into the you know extremities. Why why is it more extreme than the other? Why are we getting this more often? Anyway, that's another topic. But I I just I'm shocked that the data breach happened and then one of the worst worst insider trading in my opinion i mean yes thorough in the investigation will be done is three executives who sold the equifax shares you know after the alleged data breach occurred and then the company insists that the executives did not know that the breach occurred but i said bullshit that's that's fucking bullshit and probably no one's gonna go to jail for this again no corporate crime results in a prison time even look at the volkswagen scandal one one engineer goes into jail, one lowly nobody who cheated the EPA and no executive goes. And then even the financial crisis, Bernie Madoff goes to jail. One Indian dude goes to jail, but nobody else goes to jail for the other hedge fund managers and derivatives. So nothing's going to happen. Money people are going to keep whatever. And they're just going to take a reputation hit a little bit. But then everything will be back to normal, right? But and then I was just watching the video on YouTube about hey what do you do about this it's like how do you how how do you how do you protect yourself or I mean it's after the fact so whoever took the data has the data and then I'm there's I'm sure like they have the social security number phone number first and last name birthday which is a pretty much the and the addresses even which are the most essential and basic fundamental information. That you need to open the credit card or open the mortgage or whatever, so on and so forth. Whatever information to start adulting, pretty much. And the fact that, and now I look at more and more, you know, like something like phone number, social security number, and we use those as a main identifiers a lot. 
I don't understand. And then other podcasts and other security experts have talked about this. It's just like, oh, it's a, it's a way the world works. It's like, can you give me the last four digits of your, or whatever by phone number? And then one uh, security analyst, I didn't get his name, he said phone numbers are very easy to find. And then Facebook, just go on a Facebook account. And then you can just, and then Facebook, if you sign up now, I noticed that they're asking, and they keep persisting asking for my fucking phone number. And then now if you sign up a new account, like if you close it, you forgot it, or you want to start fresh and have a new life, it's mandatory that you give your full first name, not the fake first name or your shortened nickname, and you got to give a phone number to open a Facebook account. And I, I said, fuck you to that for my first, full first name. I jokingly say it, but it's true. Only the government knows at the border officer or some shit or driver's license. And phone number, I refuse to give it on Facebook. I just cannot give it. And, you know, it's like that security expert said, yeah, phone numbers are easy to find. And it has become sort of a whole new social security number. So what the fuck? And one suggestion they had was like, you know, just have a credit freeze. And then like call all three agencies, myself, and I got to pay out of my own pocket, 5 to $10 for each firm, which would prevent the new account creation, whether it's a new car loan, mortgage, credit card, whatever. And I have to call them again to unfreeze it. Well... <laughs> Yeah, like if you're in process of getting a mortgage, buying a house or buying a car to get an auto loan, sh- yeah, you cannot do this. Otherwise, you cannot open the, that whole new account and then do the credit check and all that. But the fact that, wait, wait a minute, I got to pay these motherfuckers for like their wrongdoing and then their misdeed. How does that make sense? And then also, this is just a one step. It doesn't solve all the the other part, which is like, hey, if they already have my credit card number, which is an existing account, not a new account, I it doesn't prevent like chart some random charges to show up. So I'm like, oh, that's just half the game if I just freeze my credit. So I don't know. I I'm not gonna be doing major purchases involving credit check. So maybe that's a good thing. But it it just it just pisses me off. Uh, this and that's a fucking understatement, saying that right now. It this is outrageous. And then I I hope Equifax and then like all these credit agencies and then like debt raiders like Moody's and shit. I hope they pay their price. I really do, cause they're they're no better than the banks. They're just like they're they're not helping the cause at all. And then the people and then these three credit agencies are the only people. And that their credit score, like keeping the perfect 850 credit score and all that shit, like an SAT score or something. I don't understand. Why Why do we break our back for them for this? Maybe I should just go back to cash and hide all my cash in my bed or something. But uh, stay tuned. More news might come up. And then some people are like buying Equifax shorts and all that, you know, for the stock to go that I wouldn't even touch it. I think this is just the beginning. And then more and more is going to come out. The extent of the damage, like the hurricane, her Harvey and Irma, you know, you got you to gotta have the cleanup period and then be like, all right, how much damage is really done? How much damage has been done by this hurricane of shitstorm shit of data breach? So we'll see. So if you're trying to make money off of this thing, 
fuck you and think it through. I'll just say that right now. Yeah. Like the Reddit Wall Street betters and all that. Like, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. And then what's the point of making that money? Likely because half the adult population have been exposed, which I assume half the seniors are like all sleeping. So they don't give a shit. So half of the working adults or every adult, I'll just assume, you're all fucked anyway. So why are you making this money so that the fucking data robber, the data thief can spend that money you just made? I don't understand. So Equifax fixes shit. And then, I don't know. Maybe I should jump on one of the class action lawsuits. Like, And then the fucking Equifax having a statement on their website. Like if you want to have a monitor service. Uh, you waive your right to sue Equifax. What the fuck shit is that? And then they, the New York Attorney General finally stepped up and like said, no, 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 this makes no sense. You fucked up, and then you're waving away the right to rectify, like to correct the action. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? And then Equifax removed the wishy-washy statement they put on there for you know if the if the credit checker like you and me decide to go check and then say you know what i'm gonna put the fraud alert on it and then like waive my right to sue this is america god damn it without a litigious action what the fuck fun is there huh and then as always there's a corporate fuck up somebody has to pay but no one really pays so this is the only way that everyday person like you and me have so what the fuck's wrong with these people so I'm going to wait and see. I already spent enough time on this, but there, that's the situation. And I'm worried. You should be worried. I'm sure every adult is exposed, and we're all fucked. We're all fucked. And I'm sure it ends up showing up somewhere in Russia, Macedonia, Ukraine, or some server. I don't fucking know. So that happened. What else happened? Mm. Uh, iPhone came out, or they were announced. Now... Uh, I was watching the live feed and then I don't have the iPhone in hand and then you might have heard the well again going back to the old episode that's how long this show has been about the iOS 10 experience I had last year with the, the, the iPhone 7 and all that you know a little bit of a review I dropped here and there um, I initially I'm in, I'm not using iPhone 7 right now I'm using Galaxy S7 Edge you know, because I, I was like, why is it not S8BK? Well, because I like the front fingerprint scanner. And then I really didn't see the difference of the camera between the S7 and S8. Although I thought the bigger battery life is going to last me longer. But I'm a heavy, intense user. So even with a 3600 milliamp hour battery, I got to charge before the end of the day. So I, I, I'm a terrible, terrible power user. So, and then, you know, I've been thinking about switching the phone. It's it's that season after about using it for like four or six months or something. So should I go back to iPhone 7? Then again, I really hate the iOS keyboard. I like the Android Samsung keyboard better with a numpad on top. So I don't know why Apple doesn't maximize its space and then give me the fucking numbers on top like Samsung does. And... Also, as an investor in Apple, I really thought, yeah, you know what, the 10th anniversary phone, iPhone 10, not iPhone X, although it's a Roman numeral, 10X, uh, you know, it's like, I'm sure it's going to do fine. Finally, it's an overhaul design. But after looking at the, watching the presentation, I mean, it's a nice looking phone. I said, it looks like Galaxy S6 on the back with a glass and then the white, silver, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And finally, they got, you know, Apple's like, we're going to call the OLED screen, the organic LED backlight, 
screen, not an LCD anymore, like they have, we're gonna call that a super retina. And I'm like, oh Jesus, cut with the cut with this jargon shit, would you? It's like, so ten years from now or in 2020, we're gonna call it ultra retina, and then after that, it will be mega retina, and then it will be retina square. I don't fucking know, but in the end, it's a it's exact same screen technology that's been on S8, and then you know the the, the Apple's excuse or the explanation was that you know OLED screens always had trouble with brightness, uh, the truth color tone and all that stuff which is true but then if you watch what happened the last couple of years samsung's phone on like s6 s7 s8 they all been great with the oled screen and even look at the lg g5 and g6 it been fucking unbelievable on that and then yeah it's two million pixels or whatever a little higher resolution than the samsung ones and then the, the irony of the whole thing is like Samsung is a sole and only OLED supplier here. It's not going to be LG. So there. And yeah, and then it took a while for OLED technology to catch up and then to have a crazy, you know, curved design and all that stuff. But if you're like wireless charging, you know, water dust proof, light proof, whatever you want to call it, a uh, dual camera and... You know what? What else was there? The face ID, face recognition unlock, and other LTE advanced and all the wireless technology. Bluetooth 5.0, GS8 already has that. There's nothing new on here that makes me go. I don't know why. I don't know why it justifies a price. But Apple does it best. They they polish it up the best. They they wait for everybody else to do it first. And I'm like. Samsung's done it pretty great. I'll be honest. Like I'm, I'm not saying it because I'm a former employee of it. In fact, if I'm a former employee and then the family history of Samsung companies, including my dad, I should be more loyal technically. But no, 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 no. It's like an Asian dad, Asian family thing. I'm more critical if I'm an insider within the family. Okay, so there's that. But given the how much S8, especially with a bezel-less display, that was another shit that came up. I feel like S8 finally figured out the edge display and then like it doesn't protrude so much to your fingers and I was like, ah, it's too sharp, the, the, the cut is too sharp. When I had S8 temporarily for the short time just before I left, I thought it was the greatest design ever. And then same for Note 7 just before all that fiasco happened. That curved design was pretty damn good. I mean, that was the start of it. I thought Note 7 was the best ever phone ever. And then the S8 just, you know, honed that a little bit without the explosive battery, blah, 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 all that shit. And then camera's fucking awesome, has SD card support, fast charging. You know, Apple charges pretty fast too on Lightning port. Already life-proof-ish with the IP68 rating. Wireless charging, Qi, and the other one, I don't remember what the standard is off my head. So, anyways, I, I don't know. And then... Yeah, Samsung phones are getting expensive too, but it's not a thousand dollars to start. <laughs> and then I thought when the, I knew I, I, the thing is, nothing in this Apple announcement shocked me because everything leaked like the like a really worst faucet you can ever find, and it was unbelievable. And then the latest leak with the iPhone 10 name coming out, iPhone 8 name coming out. I heard it came from somebody in Apple done fucked up where it was done on purpose or deliberately somebody's bitter or something or try to get people excited going it's an insider feeding outside you know 
So because of that, none of the details are really surprising. I just go like, okay, thanks for the confirmation. Even Apple Watch. Only thing I freaked out a little bit was like the HDR, and I heard the Dolby CEO was there. And there's two for the Apple TV. There are two types of standard for HDR: the high dynamic range, which gets more accurate colors and all that dynamic colors. So I thought so. There's HDR10. And then there's Dolby Vision. Dolby Vision, while it covers like 100 lumens or whatever, 100 color bits, it's not an open standard. So I thought fucking Apple going with another proprietary solution. This is so stupid. You know, this is so stupid. And then, you know, it turns out they support both HDR10 that's on Samsung and LG TVs and also the the Dolby Vision, which is on the Sony TV, if I remember right. So good news there. And then finally, Apple TV caught up to 4K HDR. It took about two years so late. NVIDIA did that two, three years ago with the, my NVIDIA Shield TV I got. So I've been enjoying HDR for all, almost a year now and a 4K for more than a year now. And then they brought that on the phone too. It's like, oh, it's just HDR capable. It's not higher than a 4K, like blah, blah, blah. None of, the, none of the technical details are really surprising or shocking or revealing. Only one that I can't believe Apple really didn't talk about it and emphasize like they did before, which is a 4K video recording. Which, if I understand correctly, they finally use the H HVAC, the high efficiency video codec, codec for recording for H two six five to be exact. Which means it can save about half the size for encoding and decoding, or well, encoding for the four K video that you're recording right now. So, if for example, if you record five minutes of four K video for like five hundred mega for 30 frames per second for five minutes, it would be like 500 megabytes, for example, but it will cut down to 250. And because of this efficient codec and encoding, you can do 60 frames per second with just as amount, I can't speak, just as much amount of data allotted. So instead of just 30 frames per second, I can do 60 frames per second in 4K. Does it do HDR? I don't know. That capability is not on the phones right now for HDR recording. But I wish there was. HDR is mostly post-processing anyway at this point. Look at me talking about the media video jargon here. And why do I... And then some people are like, why the fuck do you need 4K 60 frames per second BK? Who gives a shit? I do. I have a 4K TV and I hate looking at 30 frames per second. I like 60 frames per second. I would rather watch 1080p. Like, whatever. I want to be future-proof. So five years from now... It's going to be less grainy instead of a 720p or 1080p HD. And then I, I don't know. I get obsessed too much with the media codec in general, like with the highest setting, like flack for audio, lossless audio. Do I need a 24-bit audio? No, not really, but I can hear the cymbals difference on a drum or in a percussion on a flack compared to an MP3 or AAC or something. I do, but I don't hear every other detail. Like 16-bit, the CD quality is okay compared to 24-bit on LP quality. That's okay. But regardless, my point aside, only deal-breaker for iPhone, the game-changer at this point, it's the video recording and then the video editing ability because I haven't found a single 4K video editing tool on Android. I don't want to do it on my fucking desktop. I just... Edit it quickly, patch it up quickly. I don't even do crazy editing anyway. I just would like to combine multiple videos together. I can do that in the iMovie or Apple Movie app. But I can't do that on Android. It's so fucking stupid. So, But I want a life-proof phone. So it's 
without using a case or a screen protector. I really hate that. Why do these companies make these phones if you are not meant to use it as they were designed and presented? I don't understand. So, is iPhone XX going to be life-proof? It should be, but then then again, you know, it will be obsolete. And there's the thing, and I'm like, well, iPhone 6 was the first iPhone that I got, and then it sucked. I had to replace that shit three times. Then I got 6S. That was nicer until the battery started flocking out after 11 months. And I thought I was like, it just dies at 30% or 39%. I was like, what the fuck's wrong with this? And then the battery recall thing happened. But I already sold it on Craigslist, so I don't give a shit. And iPhone 7 became the final really good iPhone, post-iPhone 6 design phone. And I really like the camera and all that. Although, you know, so... So because of that, and I assume that this iPhone X is going to be the next chapter of the design language and then the all that going forward for Apple, at least the next year, I'm assuming, and people are upgrading their phones slowly, like t- instead of two, three years, I am kind of hesitant to take the first iPhone 10. I'm waiting for iPhone X1 or iPhone X2 or XS, whatever the fuck you want to call it. The next year or two, that's a better version of it, and then use that instead of spending a thousand dollars right now plus tax. So it would be like thousand and twenty, and it won't even ship in September. So pre-orders October twenty seventh, and then it will come out November third. I don't know. An iPhone eight, pretty much the iPhone seven S, is gonna come out September twenty second, and I'm like, I don't know, like. You might as well just take the iPhone 8. If, and then the camera is really not different between iPhone 8 and then iPhone X. They already explained all the camera technology in the with the iPhone 8 video anyway, right? So what the fuck is the difference? Is the iPhone 8, the smaller one, have two? Is it a dual camera? I don't think it was. God, I don't like, and then I, I really think the plus ones are ugly. Like, it's big, but then the ratio is ugly. I don't like it. I don't like it. So, anyways, uh, that's where the dilemma is. And then as an investor, I go like, well, I originally was thinking through next, you know, holiday season. But given the delay is so late for iPhone X in November and then demand is going to be high, I'm sure there's supply is going to be short as always. Um, maybe the earnings need to go beyond the fourth quarter this year, the holiday season, and then it needs to come through, you know, like next, next year, first quarter, second quarter, and then see what the demand is like. And, you know, and then look for the iterative improvement, the for iPhone X, or sorry, iPhone 10, not X. And, you know, the whatever post version of it comes out, I think. I think that's so given that I think Apple has a leg, you know, going forward still at least a couple of years. Now, are they going to are they going to I think they're in a 3-year redesign cycle instead of a 2 that we've had up to iPhone 5. Because again, people are upgrading their phones slowly. Now, if the investors and other people complain, would Apple come out and be like, "All right, we're going to shorten the cycle again to 2 years for the major design change?" Um, 
Maybe, but what I think is going to happen is like Tim Cook's just going to hike the dividend because Apple has a lot of cash on issue special dividend and, sh- and tell, tell the investors, shut up and take our money, okay? Shut up. <laughs> I think that's what's going to happen, and then that would be a good dividend stock. But, um, you know, 60% of the Apple sales and it comes from iPhone, and then how much the phone game can go, especially if the phones are going to be long-lasting and all that. Is augmented reality the future? All the stuff that I saw today that Apple demoed with MLB or retail and all that, I saw some of that shit with Yelp and Monocle like seven years ago. And then, uh, you know, does it really take Apple to change the game like the NFC and payment or fingerprint scanner and all that stuff? Maybe, but no one really. I, I Again, I prefer the augmented reality over the virtual reality. You know, what's wrong with the reality itself? You know, but whatever, that's another philosophical question. But uh, let's see. Uh, I think the f- I think the technology is getting there. It just, it's like the a- autonomous car. I think it's a little further out than people think. It's so, it, you got to give it a time. It's a long game. And then the AR kit, the augmented reality kit, which is a development kit that the SDK that Apple offers seems to be, you know, it seems to have picked up a lot, you know, since that was announced at WWDC uh, back in summer. So let's see. But am I excited about iPhone 10? Uh, I don't think I'm going to jump on and pre-order like I did with iPhone 7. It's like, finally, they fixed all the shit that I noticed with 6 and 6S. I don't feel that at the moment. I got to go see it. I need to touch it. I need to... F- fidget around with it, and then go from there. Um, and $9.99, and then given the price point, I thought they were just going to go straight to 256 gig. And then this is a 10th anniversary phone, so it's going to be everything in it. But no, fuck that. 64 gigabyte is $9.99, and then the 256, which is the next storage option, is $100 higher than that. I'm like, fuck that. 64 is enough for me. Like, I got 128 because there was no 64 for iPhone 7, but I always got 64 for iPhone 6 and 6S because 16 and 32 ain't enough for all the apps, especially Apple with their apps in the iOS, which is ridiculously huge, which results in better performance, but, you know, it's a lot of footprint on the, on the, on the phone that doesn't even take an expandable storage, which I understand. That's another discussion. So anyway, there's that. Uh... I don't have any other questions that I received this week that uh, I completely forgot about it and then I forgot to ask people out there. So that is a bit of a short technology edition of the AA show, anti-anorexia show. No, I don't have an eating disorder. I'm perfectly fine. I'm eating my, I'm drinking my protein shakes now and then I am adding protein powder. It's all good. Thank you for listening. Please spread your word about this show. It's picking up a good steam recently. And then uh, it's on Apple Podcasts, Google's Google Play Music, Stitcher, po- whatever podcatcher you use, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, all that stuff. Whatever podcast app you, you use, you'll find this show called The AA Show with a thumbs up black and white photo. And Twitter, what AA Show. I've been very active on Twitter just talking shit for no reason and promoting this show. Maybe I'll start a survey or something. I don't know. We'll figure something out. Send in your questions.
on Twitter there, what a show all one word, or the email aa-show.look.com, aa-show.look.com. If you want to join and shoot the breeze and talk shit with me, that's fine too. I I'm open for all guests and questions. I make the discussions way more interesting. All right, thanks for listening and have a great rest of the weekend. We'll see you next week. Bye.